sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff. You're on, buddy. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. Wait, take, I am, take a breath. Take a breath. Uh, relax, Taylor. Relax. Couldn't hear myself. Oh, uh, no. That's, we weren't plugged in. Uh, that's, uh, it's kind of herring, isn't it, to try to get here when you're on. Yeah, there's a badass uh, accident, accident on Cassett Avenue. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of accidents, uh, welcome to SWAT Radio for all you listeners out there in Virginia and uh, Mississippi and Florida, Georgia, out west, James Grimm and all the others listening out west. And um, uh, accidents, Tiger Woods is recovering from surgery mm-hmm. uh, from a bad accident. They had to use the jaws of life to get him out there. And, um, you know, I, I was just kind of taken back by it because – you know, Tiger has gone through some struggles in his life, mm-hmm. uh, both, uh, you know, uh, moral struggles. He's gone through physical struggles with pain and, and before and, and surgeries and stuff. And uh, apparently uh, one report came out today that he was uh, really agitated driving uh, on the freeway. Somebody uh, out there said he almost hit them and mm. and kind of made a joke about it to the people that he was with uh the employees where he worked and then come to find out later he was in an accident mm. and so uh who knows what, what uh was going on but the paramedic said he was not aware of how serious his injuries were but he had compound fractures that's never a good thing when you have a compound he had more than one yes Wow. Uh, he was in bad, bad way, and um, he had fractures in his right leg and ankle, and they had to put a rod into his tibia. That's never mm-hmm. a fun thing yeah. when they have to do that. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, six million car accidents a year. Did you know there was that many? Mm, no, not surprised, though. That's just in the U.S. That's not, I mean... Six million car accidents a year. Yet we get in our cars every day and go drive. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a risk. Imagine that, Taylor, mm-hmm. that we assess what the risk is and six million accidents happen every year. Not to go off on too big of a tangent on this, but. So why in the world when there's a 99, uh, you know, I ask a guy, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't mean to go off on this tangent too much. I know <laughs> we, we, we talk about it, but it's just so ridiculous. You know, I was, I, I was talking to a guy this morning and he, I said, hand me that box of mask you have. And I said, we were just talking. Um, I said, um, you know, where did that box come from? And he looks at it, he goes, wow, China. I said, yeah. So if, something came from a country and that country was hostile to us in the sense that they didn't like us mm-hmm. and they said somewhere in their history they are, have a plan to take over and make this country a vassal state 
Um, why in the world would when we have a pandemic that started apparently from things that came from this country, would we then take medical items mm-hmm. or help from this country in that way? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Like, And I was thinking about this. Would we take stuff made from Russia? You know, would we take masks made from Russia here? Right, especially during the height of the Cold War. I, I, I know. I just I think about that. And so we just don't always think clearly. And you go, well, why are you off on this tangent? Well, the same thing happens spiritually. Hmm. So often we don't even think we just blindly follow. And and we blindly follow because we're told to do something. People don't know the word of God. They don't investigate the word of God, so they don't really know the truth. You know, people wonder, why why are you talking about masks and vaccines? Because we just blindly follow, and it has so infiltrated our culture that it's even infiltrated the church. People blindly follow leaders who tell them things and they have no idea we need to be like the bereans when it says they you know they were noble they investigated to see if what we said was really true Mm -hmm. and boy we need that don't we don't we need to have some of that berean mindset as far as the word of god and what people say instead of just blindly following what people say well yeah and i think that you know we have to have that in all areas of our life and if if we start that with that curiosity about the word of God, I think it'll uh, grow to uh, encompass everything uh, that we think about. And that'll eventually have us ask questions about, you know, what's going on in the world today with the virus and stuff like that. Yeah. So as we think about the virus or whatever uh, accident, we may have an accident. You can have an accident, you know, 6 million. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. So accidents happen all the time, but what we've got to do is a lot of times, you know, and I love what Jim Dennison said today in his article. He says one of the things uh, what we have to do when things come out, um, he, he was speaking specifically about Ravi Zacharias or even Bill Hybels when he had same sexual abuse, I mean, sexual abuse allegations against mm-hmm. him. He says we have to separate the message from the messenger. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to do that in a defensive way as well. In other words, we can't be so captivated by somebody's charisma mm-hmm. that we just blindly follow them mm-hmm. or even by their ideology. Let's just say that we like them. They're a nice, likable guy. Oh, they mean well. Well, they can mean well and take you straight to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to separate the message and is that message we're getting from our teachers in the word, is it biblical? Is it really going to the word of God? You know, Jesus never promised that his teachers would be perfect. Um, and that's why when we preach, and I take this very seriously, and the guys that have instructed me uh, and trained me made me realize very early on that I'm an instrument and nothing good comes out of my mouth unless the holy spirit brings it out of my mouth yeah if i if i'm not if i'm talking about god's word and my opinion is really irrelevant except when the holy spirit takes it 
to the words and relates it to the truth of Scripture in context. And so that's why we have to separate messages. What are people really saying? What is the message being communicated? Is it coming from scriptural truth, you know? Um, and then the other thing, it says, hold each other to the standards of Christ, he said. Our message changes the messenger if the me- messenger is willing to be changed. You know, when I preach uh, to SWAT guys, and I do preach, I mean, it is, it is preaching. Mm-hmm. I preach to myself five times a week that message. And hopefully it's changing me as it's going through me and instructing others. And um, if we cooperate with the Holy Spirit and allow his word to go through us, it should change us. Yeah. The problem for most people is it goes in one ear and out the Mm -hmm. other. And me too sometimes for that matter, you know, so. Yeah, and that's interesting, you know, that you brought that up about preaching that to yourself five times uh, a week. And it reminds me as a teacher, you know, how important it is when you teach, you actually learn a lot more by being the one to teach, by being the one to preach. And, you know, that is why we as just believers need to be out proclaiming the gospel because it's going to help us understand it even better, more deeply. Well, I, I, you know, I, I see this, you sent me uh, um, a thing. I don't know where you got it about whole foods. Was that mm. in California or was that, uh, do you know where that was at? I don't know which whole foods yeah, it was tr- at. I'm trying to verify where it was at. It would not surprise me if it's a California cause mm-hmm. they tend to try things first there and then it kind of bleeds over here. But it was about transgenderism and respecting people and not saying he and she and yeah. uh, them. But, you know, um, C.S. Lewis said in Mere Christianity, what Satan puts into the heads of our remote ancestors was the idea that they could be like gods. They can set up their own uh, as if they had created themselves, be their own masters, invent happiness for themselves outside of God, apart from God. And out of that hopeless attempt has come all that we call human history, money, poverty, ambition, war, prostitution, class, classes, empire, slavery, the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God, which makes him happy. And whether it's transgenderism, homosexuality, whether it's adultery, whether it's greed, whether it's theft, um, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. if we seek peace and happiness outside of God, you're going to ultimately end up very empty inside. And I I can remember being a chaplain for the Houston Rockets. And we had a player on the team that was a multimillionaire and all-star player who heard the gospel most of his life. But he was absolutely empty on the inside because he didn't have Jesus. So that's that's, That's sad, isn't it? Yeah, and it it relates deeply with me, which we're going to have to pick up when we come back from the break because we are up against the break. So stay tuned. Uh, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, just before the break, Doug was mentioning uh, a player that he was uh, that was on the Houston Rockets when he was a chaplain who uh, life was empty even though he had everything that you could. Uh, he had money. Mm-hmm. He had women. Uh, he had uh, servants in his house that cooked, servants that cleaned. I mean, he had... He had this huge house. He had cars galore, everything you materially could want, but was absolutely empty. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned that if you look for anything uh, to to make you happy outside of God, you mentioned uh, a bunch of things, and even if it's something like fishing or hunting or playing football or or soccer or any sport, if you, if that is what you are putting as your ultimate means of happiness or above. Uh, god above christ it's going to leave you empty and it's only if you have your priorities correctly uh, aligned that you can even find enjoyment playing you know a game like football but if if that's your ultimate statement of who you are as a person it's going to fail you every time yeah i think it was c.s lewis who said if you shoot for christ you get christ in the world but if you shoot for the world you lose them both yeah I mean, it's just true, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you just see that. Well, uh, again, I'm so glad you joined us today. Um, We are in the book of Acts, and um, Acts was written by Luke, and he wrote this book to reveal that um, the Holy Spirit's power working through Jesus' followers, his apostles, uh, continuing the work that he started that was documented in the first letter Luke wrote to Theophilus uh, called the Gospel of Luke. And now in the Acts of the Apostles, he's laying out uh, how Jesus' followers com- were continuing the work 
of calling the elect to Messiah. And the theme of all preaching in Acts is the risen Christ. And Luke divided it up into six sections, and and it says the word of God increased, the church multiplied, the word multiplied, the church increased, the word continued to increase, and the kingdom of God was preached without hindrance. So you, you see the church and word used interchangeably, saying if the, if the church increases, then the word increases mm-hmm. where it has impact. And if that happens, then the church increases. So they kind of feed off each other. And we saw this week early, Monday, we were looking at uh, the result of Peter preaching this incredible message that we covered last week on SWAT radio, um, where he preached on Pentecost. He had this unbelievable outpouring of spiritual signs. There were tongues of fire. There was a whirling sound, sounded like a big uh, tornado. There was... um, there was people speaking in tongues. So naturally, everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. And Peter preached to them about Jesus of Nazareth being Messiah, his supernatural life, his sacrificial death, his uh, sovereign resurrection, his spirit giving ascension. And then he gave this saving invitation. And um, then we looked at how Jesus followers when he was off the scene now how they functioned as a church community the bride of christ and we saw in their function they were devoted first of all to the apostles teaching second uh they they were devoted to fellowship koinonia to this um to to this uh idea of shared um fellowship with one another uh which uh shared they shared meals, which was a, an intimate time for them. They, uh, they, they had communion together. They shared prayers together. And we looked at that really Monday and Tuesday of how they would get together and function in this oneness. They were one. And they weren't spectators. There were no spectators there. Right. I mean, nobody said, I want to follow Jesus that wasn't serious. They, weren't, they, they were all baptized in the Spirit. And today we've blurred the lines between believers and posers, believers and um, people who simply just profess the name. In fact, I've heard people say, all you got to do is just say the name Jesus because that's what Scripture says. Mm-hmm. If you just call on his name. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, but your heart has to be behind the call. You can't just go through the motions and I used this illustration in the week, and I, I may have even shared it on the radio last week, of if if you were upset with your wife or your wife was upset with you because you offended her and you go to apologize and I'm sitting next to you and I'm feeding you the lines to mm-hmm. tell her, right? she's thinking he ain't serious about this. He didn't really feel that. He's just wanting it to be better. That's the way we treat God a lot of times. Yeah. And so – The true believers were baptized in the Spirit, and what we see uh, after we notice how the church functions in its attention is how does the church function in its attitude? And in verse 43 through 45, and actually all the way through the end of the chapter, we see its attitude and its actions, and that's really our focus today is what was the attitude of uh, of this church, and what was their actions that spawned out of this attention to the teaching and the fellowship. 
So I'm going to have you read 42 again through 47, and then we're going to look at the attitude uh, of the early church. I mean, what was their attitude? And so let's talk about it. All right. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Notice in verse 43, it says, and awe came over every soul i mean every one of them was in awe what does that word mean awe. that's a good question <laughs> we do you know what it means yeah uh, no i mean like if what do you think it means i mean i i know what it means but i couldn't i wouldn't want to give the textbook definition without knowing what the definition is in the dictionary but well, i would imagine it, it was well, uh, filled okay, with so, wonder yeah it well it's interesting the the way it's defined by Merriam-Webster, which is used to be a good dictionary. I don't know if it still is anymore. But um, if you look at Merriam-Webster, it, it says an emotion variously combining, notice this, dread, mm. veneration, and wonder that is inspired by authority or by the sacred or sublime. Mm. I want to read that again. It's an emotion. So that is an attitude really that comes about something right. that you, you feel that combines dread veneration and veneration simply means respect mm-hmm. offer dignity. Okay. Uh, to when, when you venerate something, um, that is inspired by authority or sacredness. So, if you're listening out there, when's the last time that you've been in awe when you've gathered as the church? They were they were in awe, but they weren't in awe over the music mm-hmm. because you really is music um, have authority over you? No, <laughs> no. Um, I guess music could be sacred, but it's not some kind of sublime sacred authority. Mm-hmm. The early church was sacred over God. I mean, it's not sacred, but they were in awe over God. Mm-hmm. God was the thing that made them feel awe, that God would redeem them. The same people who, you know, 40 days earlier were going crucify him. Mm-hmm are now in the kingdom. They have gone from being at enmity with God to now being at peace with God. And that had to overwhelm them. Almost in the same way, a guy getting ready to go out on death row and be executed. Mm. Somebody, maybe the president. Did did you see any of the people, you know, like that that, uh, President Trump pardoned or even Obama pardoned? It doesn't matter which president. But the president pardons these people, and they're overwhelmed. Yeah. Why? Because they've been released. Mm-hmm. 
and they know they don't deserve to be released. And there's this sense of awe. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And with God, it's that they're feeling awe here over God and Jesus, the very one, the Messiah that they rejected. Now his followers have shared hope with them and they've responded to the message. They, the, the, the disciples came to them. Think of how easy it would have been for the disciples to go, we're not talking to you. You've blown him off. Yeah. You've rejected him. We're going to go here. But no, he kept coming back and he came to them and they were in awe over the Holy Spirit opening their eyes to see. And I think a lot of times, Taylor, we don't think about God I mean, to be real candid with you, a lot of times when we gather as a body, because we've become so event-oriented and we've become so uh, experience-oriented, that we're more focused on the talent of the people up on the platform leading our worship than we are the God who is behind all of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we forget God is the reason. When we sing songs... We're, we're more concerned about people thinking of us mm-hmm. than us thinking of God. Uh, we're more concerned that the musician on the stage play the right tune than the God who that musician is trying to honor. Right. And I, and I think that awe that defined the early church needs to be recaptured. I think of Isaiah 6 where Isaiah says, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. He was in the presence of God, and he knew it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter on the boat said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. When's the last time you really felt um, the awe of God around you? I, I mean, as you gathered. I mean, it, it's I felt it, yeah. but it's been very sporadic, just to be honest, when we gather. Uh-huh. They felt it that day. There was a sense of awe there because of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Not a good band, not a good yeah. pastor, teacher, proclaimer. So when we come back, I want to pick up on that and not only look at their attitude, but their actions that follow. All right, so make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. Uh, You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news, talking about... Acts chapter 2, verses 47, or 42 through 47, excuse me. There is good news for the captive. That was uh, Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, if you are just joining us, why is my, my level sound you get You're getting that, uh, too? I don't yeah. know. It's a little, it's a little strong in here. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I feel there a, little, we go. a little reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're back. We're back. Uh, hey, you, by the way, we haven't acknowledged 
But uh, I just want to say we've got Steve back in the studio today. And, Steve, we are so glad to have you back. Uh, Our producer, Steve, has been out for a while, and uh, he is doing uh, awesome back now. And uh, glad to have him back. Tom, appreciate Tom being here. Tom's over there, too. And Tom has done a great job, but we miss Steve, man. Steve's been around with us a while, and uh, Steve Dina is an awesome guy and does a great job for us at SWAT glad Radio. Glad to be back with y- you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So, uh, yeah, so I just sorry I meant to say that earlier, and just uh, I was so taken back by your swooping in here <laughs> that I uh, I forgot. And uh, but no, it's glad to have Steve back. And you know, I, I, I want to go back to this awe thing. I, I really think uh, that that is something that we don't get a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I do hear people talk about how awesome something is at church, it's usually because of the quality of the music, not the content of the music. Yeah, and it's said more in just like a you know a phrase that you say, not really taking into the account the meaning of the word. Yeah, I mean, and in that that. Yeah, that reverent uh, celebration, uh, respect, I guess, of the the sacredness and the authority of the person whose presence you're in. And, you know, uh, the other thing though, that you see in that verse, uh, verse 43 through 45, those verses there, is you see it says that it says that they were in awe because of the wonders and signs, those were pointers to Jesus, Messiah, being Messiah. They were divinely inspired miracles, right? And it, notice it, it's in verse 43, it says, being done through the apostles. Mm. There were 3,120 believers there. Twelve were doing miracles and signs. Mm. And, and I think we that's an important point to bring out because... There's so many people today that talk about miracles and talk about signs and all these things. And there's a lot of bad teaching out there, quite frankly. It's bad. It's bad theology. It's bad teaching. People transpose things from acts that are not normative in our day and age in the church to make them. And I want to point out that right there in that text, it says done by the apostles and you're going to see that phrase again miracles and signs done by the apostles in fact paul when he's defending himself says as an apostle did i not do these signs and wonders Hmm. but not everybody did them because that was not everybody's function remember we talked about the analogy he used the other day of the oneness the body he said some are feet some are hands some are an eye some are a nose the apostles were the foundation they had a very specific, unique function to the body of Christ. And they did accompanying signs and miracles. And next week on air, in fact, I'm talking about it this week at SWAT. We're teaching on Acts chapter 3 at SWAT because what we talk about on air usually follows what we teach at SWAT at the meetings. And if you want to join us tomorrow, we're at Jumping Jack's House of Food. But also I wanted to let you know, If you would like to join SWAT Zoom, if you're a guy out there listening and you want to join SWAT Zoom, then all you got to do is send an email to Doug 
at SWATradio.com. I'll send you a link, and you can join our Thursday night Zoom call. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we have people from different states calling in and joining that, so you're welcome to join us, 7 p.m. Eastern. But send me an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll send you a link. You can join in on that. And we're going to be talking tomorrow night uh, and tomorrow at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food about this whole idea of miracles and specifically healing miracles because there's a lot of uh, bad theology out there. And, and I think that it's interesting what he says here. It was through the apostles this stuff was going on. And there, there was a unity, oh, it also talks about in verse 44, all who believed were together. There was a unifying effect of mm-hmm. what was going on, and they had all things in common. And I learned this uh, early on in ministry, uh, Taylor, that whatever we have, I know you just bought a house, mm-hmm. you and your wife, but whatever we have, we hold with an open hand because it's not ours. We are stewards of yeah. anything we have, even our kids. Mm-hmm. And if, if we forget that, we can become very protective of our stuff, mm-hmm. even our children, and we can forget that these things are, we're stewards of them for God, and we are to care for them but he has access to take them anytime he wants and he can do with them whatever he wants. And we need to remember that because we can become very hoardish about right. uh, our family. We can become hoardish about our time. We can become hoardish about our material possessions, but they had all things in common. It says they had this unity and, and what followed that it said in verse 44 or 45 and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. So there was a compassion that followed that unity. And when we come to Christ for personal prosperity, then how in the world are we going to function as a community? I mean, in other words, if our motivation to come to Christ, which a lot of prosperity gospels preach, right. is what you get out of it, right? Mm-hmm then how are we going to come into this community and really function as a community, a faith community? Uh, And Jesus said back in John 13, he said, this is how you, they will know you represent me by your love for one another. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. How many churches in in our country are known for their love for one another? I don't know of any. Most of the churches are known for what? who their preacher is mm-hmm. or how their worship band plays yep. or their kids program. None of those three things are really what these churches were known for. And you go, yeah, but that was back then. This is now. That's what people do. Mm-hmm. We live in a different time. We do. But I don't think those things change. I think that unity, what did Christ pray? He didn't pray that we would have great preachers. I mean, it's good to have a good preacher. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But that's not what he prayed for. Yeah, He didn't even pray for great worship music. <laughs> what he prayed for was unity. He said that they may be one. They may be one. And, man, have we blown that. Mm-hmm. 
You know where I see that? And when I travel to other countries, it's embarrassing to me because I feel like I'm more part of a foreign community when I go to another country because there's so much unity there. Hmm. And when those people who have so little are willing to give so much to me, when I come over there with so much material stuff, yeah, they're willing to give up more percent. They're, they're like the widow. I mean, they, they don't have much, but they're willing to give it all because they don't care about that. They know the big things are the kingdom of God and the, the spiritual. And so they, they have this compassion that he talks about here in verse 45. And so all unity and compassion or the attitude that you see um, the church functioning with. And and so the devotion to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, which is the shared, you know, um, the sharing of the bread, the breaking of bread and the prayers, that's, that's where they gave their attention and function. And the attitude was all unity and compassion. Well, what did that produce? It produced verse 46 and 47, the actions. Notice in verse 46, it says, and day by day, attending the temple. They went to the temple every day together, and they broke bread in their homes. So they would go to the temple, why? To teach and to be around unbelievers. And so you see this witnessing aspect where they go to put God on display there as they're teaching because that was really the one place that was big enough to accommodate them, the court of the Gentiles or maybe the staircase mm-hmm. where they taught. But then you see this fellowshipping aspect where it says, in the homes they were breaking bread. And and it said they received their food with glad and generous hearts. So they were witnessing, they were fellowshipping, they, had, they were thankful and generous, they were giving. These are the actions that should be defining the church does your church witness is it out telling people about messiah is it witnessing about messiah boy we we could use it now in our culture mm-hmm. is it fellowshipping are you experiencing uh, intimacy within your church you know and i know people say well we do that in small group But if our small groups just are about data transfer and you never get vulnerable with people, you never engage with people, like, here's a good test for you. If you miss four weeks from your small group or from church, does anybody call? Does anybody even care? Yeah. Do you care? I mean, like, does it matter to you? Is it just something you do? Or is that your community? You know, imagine when you were playing football, Taylor. You know, when you were practicing, imagine a guy not practicing. You just go, I'm not going to be there today. And then you practice, I'm not going to be there today. Why did he come to practice? Because he had a role to play, right? Yeah. And if he didn't come to practice... He was he, he was only coming for what he could get out of it. He goes, I'm not coming. He he forgot. He contributes to the team. 
See, we're not spectators. And when we come back, we'll pick up on this. Yeah, so if you would like to call in, you can do so at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's away. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Uh, if you would like to join the discussion, we've been talking today about Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 42 through 47, which uh, we've been talking about all week. If you would like to call in uh, and join the discussion, or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at com. That's ask at com. And on the line right now, we have Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, God bless you. Afternoon. Good afternoon. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, no, I could definitely relate. Uh, Doug, you, you hit the nail on the head, man, especially uh, when you have small groups and churches and stuff like that, because, like, communication should not be one just receiving communication, or it shouldn't be the other end just just receiving feedback. It should be an exchange of communication between the two parties. And some people will say, well, are you going to the church? Are you engaged in the church? Well, the question could be, well, are you calling the people that you deflected off to even come to the church? Like, it might have been a month or so, but, you know, have you contacted them or whatever? You know, and I, I could definitely relate to that, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it should be it should be an exchange of communication because you can see that not only in the church, you can see it at the job, at, you know, in your relationships with your family, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be all, intentional. Yeah. Well, the prob- yeah, pro- pro- part, part of the issue is we now you, you have people, we don't even know how to define church. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 
because, like I said earlier this week, I think, is when they change the the meaning of that gathering time on Sunday to be more geared toward unbelievers, which the church gathering was the gathering of believers together to be equipped by focusing on the apostles' teaching, breaking of bread and fellowship, and then being deployed to put the church, to put God on display. Now what we've done is we've made it so we've got we've compromised. We've blurred the lines and so people are more thinking church is an event mm-hmm. that they go to or a building that they go to rather than the people who are baptized in one spirit. And so that's it's like we got a uh you know, uh, one of our listeners, Justine, thank you for emailing, said that you know, we shouldn't be entertained by the worship service. It's not about entertaining us. And I was—I want to allude back to what I was saying to you about football. A football player, when a football player, uh, Taylor, is on a team, he's, he's not a spectator. Right. He has a contributing role to make. Well, the same is said for the church, but listen, it's, it's okay for people to come to the church who aren't believers and be a, I mean, to observe what the church is doing. Right. But when you start gearing everything to those people, then it becomes very blurred and, and what we're about. And it becomes very entertainment oriented almost for it's So it's, I don't want to say it's a show, but it, it becomes kind of a show. Yeah. Like that one guy who said that he went to that place up in Georgia and it was like a rock concert. And that's, the church was never an event for people to go to. It was a gathering of God's people to come around the word, to worship, for instruction, fellowship, and then to go express uh, that and be a witness to the world that Messiah has come. And so is it any wonder that so many people that would consider themselves members of churches have never told one person about Messiah? I mean, they haven't. Yeah. And so why is that? That's insane. That would be like being on a football team and mm-hmm. never going in on a play. But I'm a member of the team. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to play. Why do you think the movie Rudy was such a big hit? Because Rudy wanted to play, man. Yeah. He didn't want to just go be a practice dummy. Right. Even though that contributed, believe it or not, that yeah. helped. Uh-huh. But but he wanted to play. The church has become a place where people, oh, I don't want to play. I just want to be a part. Yeah. I just want a uniform. I don't even want to practice. No. And and the early church, man, this is one body doing life together in community. So how do we change that? How do we make it different? Well, it starts with us individually in our own attitude. And, And let's look back to what the church gave attention to, and let's go through a checklist with ourselves. Are we devoted to the apostles' teaching? I, I, I mean, we, we, we have to reflect on that. What teaching are we devoted to? Is it the apostles' teaching? Because what they taught was about how Jesus is Messiah. Yeah. How do we know that if we don't know the Old Testament? 
I mean, don't. I mean, if you don't know about the prophecies, uh-huh. and and you go, well, yeah, but I can't understand Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Well, you couldn't understand math if you started <laughs> taking basic math, and then you worked your way up. It's the same thing. But we have to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, be trained in the words of the faith. And I think, I think, boy, we really miss out. That's why I love what Tommy Nelson does out at Denton Bible. Yeah. He's got these young guns of the faith, he calls them. And, man, he trains them in four books. Now, he'll go, he teaches a Bible study, but he trains them in Genesis. He trains them in uh, Matthew. He trains them in Romans and Revelation. Every guy that he kind of deploys out, he takes them through those four books to train them in God's original design. And Romans is kind of like the Magna Carta. I mean, it just kind of lays everything out, yeah. uh, references a lot of the Old Testament. And then he takes them through um, He takes them through Matthew and Romans and then uh, Revelation. And... Uh, he trains them in the word and it's SWAT. That's one thing we try to do. I right now we're going through acts verse by verse, you know, chapter by chapter and going through the letter to understand in context, what it means. Um, how are we doing with that? How are we doing with fellowship? Are we really, is there anybody within my community at church that knows things I struggle with? Yeah. Right. Is there anybody in my community that knows how to pray for me? Do I know people in community at church that I'm praying for? Or, or am I fellowship? I have meals with them. Mm-hmm. That should be happening, right? Yeah. Instead of just going for an hour on Sunday and bugging out, uh, break, sharing communion together, uh, the you know, the breaking of bread, prayers. Are we praying together? Not just, you know, pastor leading in prayer right. are we having prayer time together uh are we really praying for other things in our church so that was what the church gave attention to what about attitude what, what's my attitude am i in awe over what god has done in my life am i really when i when i gather am am i thinking oh my gosh god lets me be a part of this or do i tend to look at other people and go why did he let them in mm-hmm. why are they here or, or what you know are we right. really thinking about the fact that god would allow us to come in what about unity do i really see the people around me as my brothers and sisters do i see all things in common in other words if i know you have a need taylor and you're in my community am i willing to let go of something that i like mm-hmm. to be able to help you with that need um do i see those things I love what our church done is they, they put a needs list up on the ball. Needs within the body. Yeah. See a need, meet a need. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great idea. You know, you don't, I mean, oh, this person has this need. Well, let's just step in and meet that, right? Yeah. Uh, compassion. Am I am I compassionate toward people? Um, and, and what actions, going back to 46, 47, daily am I being a witness? Am I fellowshipping? Am I am I thankful and generous? Am I worshiping God? Or am I more consumed by the depressing nature of sin in the world, mm. the effect it's having on the world? So I'm not even praising God right now. 
Because you know what Job says? Even in the midst of his torment, though yeah. he slay me still, I will praise him. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's a really convicting passage this week. And uh, Friday, if you, if you know, we can talk about it on Friday and let people call in with it. But I think it's, it's really heavy. Yeah. It's got a lot of thought provoking things in there. And again, I appreciate you, Justine, writing us. If you guys want to send any thoughts or questions, we're happy to take them at ask at SWATradio.com or call in uh, on Friday. We're going to have we'll have a call in Friday. Tomorrow, I wanted to let people know John Mazel is going to be our guest. John Mazel is the founder of East West Ministries. And uh, John is, uh, of course, he shared it on here before. John has um, uh, pulmonary fibrosis, which mm. is basically it's a deadly disease of the lungs. His lungs, he's about 35, 40% lung capacity now. Wow. Um, but, um, and he's in his eighties, but he is uh, going to call in tomorrow and, uh, share with us and talk to us about lukewarm Christians. What mm. does it mean? It'll be good. So I hope you'll join us. Yeah. And that's a good tie in for what we've uh, been talking about this week. Really? Um, you know, I know we're running out of time, but how much do you think that, uh, persecution plays into the unity of the church? Because, you know, obviously the, the act and acts, they just come off their leader being killed and you talked about churches over uh, seas seem seem to have a better community than us. Do you think that that's because we lack uh, persecution? Yeah. Who do you think has more unity, the Coast Guard or the Marine Corps? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Coast Guard. No, no offense there. I just was. Uh, or, or let me let me restate that. Who do you think has more unity, guys in combat or guys back in the barracks? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be the guys in the battle, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to ding the Coast All the Coast Guard guys are going to mail me now. So. All right. That's all the time we've got for today. If you missed any of this program or like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening SWAT.